Hey everyone, I am the Chosen One Legend here, as always joined by my co-host. Hi, I'm Kai, also known as Faskarine. And welcome back to the Bunch of Jokers, where we're here, once again, earlier than anticipated, to talk about Xenoblade Chronicles 3, because they dropped a new trailer, and, I mean, we're just going to get straight into things here. We're doing two different videos on this, so there will be a video going in depth on the gameplay on our channel, so keep an eye out for that. Um, of course, still we'll put a link in the description, but if you just go to our channel, you can see that video. But in this one, we're going to be talking about all the things we learn from the gameplay, or not gameplay, from the characters and the story. <laughs> I, You know what, Kai, it's been a busy time. <laughs> yeah. In fact, uh... I'm... I'm going to pass it over to you on that note because you've collected most of the information here. Yeah, so, of course, the trailer was only like three minutes long and uh, it, they call it the release date trailer, which I find funny because although the release date yeah. is a whole thing, which we could, I mean, we could talk about that in either video. Yeah. Um, but that's definitely a topic. But um, <laughs> despite that, there was so much in both story and gameplay. So much so that we are splitting it up into two different videos. Um, so I spent all of... Uh, the night it was released, uh, and, you know, this morning as well when we're recording this. And, uh, yeah, I've just been gathering all the notes I can. I know, mate, you've been grabbing some screenshots for the video and that sort of stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, so we've got a lot of a lot of stuff ready, a lot of speculation ready. Uh, so today we're going to be going through everything to do with the characters and story. Um, just kind of touching on everything we see. Uh, including, you know, the environments we see, characters and what their possible stories are. Um, we've grabbed a lot of information from the Japanese uh, Xenoblade 3 website because there's a lot more there than the UK one, I promise you. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, you know, when I, li I, I quite literally scrubbed through the trailer frame by frame to get all this, so I've probably still missed something, but hopefully we land a lot of the marks. Uh, we should cover well. a lot of bases, and there will be timestamps in the description if you want to hop about between the different topics, because there will be quite a few from what I've got here. <laughs> yes, so uh, we'll kick things off with the characters and mm. uh, go straight into basically the main six. Uh, you know, this is already established. Um, you know, Noah, Mio, uh, Uni, Lans, Taeon, and uh, Cena. Um mm. This is just like random bits of information I've grabbed from each of them in the trailer that are very like miscellaneous. I know it's weird to start off with the miscellaneous info, but uh, this is what we have. Uh -huh. So um, for uni, there's two things in the trailer to do with uni that are of interest to me. Um, the first one is that near the end of the trailer, uh, we see a point in which she's sort of like saying, oh, my name is on something. I think it's her that says that. And um, we, we see a shot with her where there's kind of like a beam that looks like it's going straight at her, straight into her eye. Yeah. And at first you might not even notice that like that is happening, but it looks to me as if time has somehow stopped for her. So I'm thinking this might be the place where something important happens for her story-wise. So that's just something small to keep aware of. Hmm. Um, there is probably something to do with her name being on something. Maybe she's part of... I don't know, maybe an organisation she's not aware of. There's a lot of speculation to be had on what her part in the story is, but it will probably involve whatever she's talking about there. Yeah, it could even be just the fact that, as I'm sure we'll get to, they all seem to be on the run. They all seem to be being yes, attacked by both point. nations, so it could be related to that even, that she's just yeah, on the, let's get rid of these guys list. 
Yeah, literally have a wanted list like the one in Gormot. Yeah, we're going to get the posters back. There you go. Um, I guess the next character to talk about quickly is Lans. Um, I just want to talk about real quick. Lans, this is a very tiny thing. In one of the scenes, like right, right near the end, you know, as they're all looking up, his coat is done up, and oh my god, he is dripping. <laughs> he is positively dripping. It looks really cool. Uh, <laughs> I just wanted to point that out. Um, I, I do like the character designs. I mean, that's something we know from the first trailer, but they're all very solid, including the new ones. So Exactly. Uh, and then I guess the final thing relating to these this cast is um, on the Japanese website, there was a character map where the characters' relations with each other and uh, their positions are all noted in different places. And between yes. the cast of the main six, particularly between the two interlinks that aren't Noah and Mio, uh, we have some info on perhaps how they view each other and how their dynamics are going to work in the game. Hmm. Um, so we see that between Lanz and Cena, C- Lanz is worried about Cena's delicate personality, uh, and Cena wants to, wants to just have a scrap with Lanz, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Outside Liddles, let's go. So yeah, I imagine that's going to be a thing where like Lanz is just like trying to, you know, sort of help her out, and Cena's just trying to fight him all the time to prove that she's stronger. Probably some yeah. kind of comic relief dynamic going on there, I can imagine. Definitely, yeah. <laughs> um, and then the only other one is Uni and Taeon. Um So it says that Uni can't really get a read on Taeon because he's quite, you know, uh, stoic in in a way quite calm uh, and then Tyon doesn't like Uni's attitude uh, so clearly they're <laughs> you know being the interlink as well they are going to butt heads a lot because you know Uni's very confrontational Tyon sort of seems like he might be the smug type in the end um, I ship it <laughs> yeah I ship it the, hard um, it's probably they basically big, set up the perfect ships if they want to with this uh, chart and there's the a lot of potential system. with that yeah <laughs> Especially that, though, I'm just... I don't know. Um, but that's really all we get to know about the main six from that perspective, like, outside of any story relating to all of them as a whole. Uh, we don't learn yes. about them much about them as individuals yet, but I'm assuming that will just happen through the story as it goes. Right, yeah, that makes sense. Um, I'm going to move on to Melia and Nia to talk about now. Well, of course there might not be, but, I mean... it. It, are we in agreement that it's probably just the case at this point? I, I mean, it sounds it. exactly like Jenna Coleman uh, in this trailer yeah. again. It's gotta be. <laughs> the, it was I much know... clearer in this trailer, I found, as well, that voice. Yeah, I mean, if you want another theory, check out our April Fool's video. But for now, let's assume that it's, uh, <laughs> it is them two, yes. I think we can safely mm. assume that. Yeah, um, and we didn't actually learn much about them again. They only showed up very briefly and, and didn't say much of importance. But they both seem hell-bent on destroying the Ouroboros, which we'll get to later. Um, yes. So, you know, of course they are leading these two big armies to come and fight the main cast. Um, there's only one thing that I've really gathered, and it's to do with colonies in each of the uh, regions. Um, right. So one thing that we've learned is that Kevis seems to have their colonies numbered, like you would on the Bionis. You know, yeah. uh, for example, uh, it seems like Noah possibly... Uh, and one of the other characters coming up called Ethel, the silver-haired girl, they seem to come from mm. Colony 4. Um, so that kind of implies that the rest of them will be numbered as well, which would also match what happens on Bionis, hence, like, Kevis being the 
you know, the Xenoblade style. One world. Yeah. Uh, and then Agnes seems to have theirs indicated by uh, Greek letters. So they'll have Colony Lambda and Colony Delta are the two we know of. Interesting. Um, which isn't a thing you see in Xenoblade 2, but I guess it's just a, a cool different way of doing it other than numbers. So I'm kind of down with that. Yeah, I was trying to think, like, do we see... No, we see, like, some Latin and stuff in Xenoblade 2, but, um, so... Yeah, nothing like this. Nothing nothing quite that. Yeah. I think it's a good way to contrast between the the numbers of Kevis, though. It is. They're definitely trying to make these two stand out, and we still don't know entirely what this means between how it relates to the world of Xenoblade 1 and 2, but it creates an interesting setup. Yeah, definitely. Um, but that's all we really get on that as well. There's there's not a lot on, on the main characters. There's so much emphasis on the side ones, though. <laughs> um, oh, yes. So moving on to the Nopon, of course. Uh, I guess you could call this a Nopon PowerPoint at this point, right? <laughs> Pretty much. You can um, never have too many Nopon. Yeah. We have Riku and Manana. Who we'd already seen, but, you know, we've learnt a lot more about them now. <laughs> yes. For start, we have names, which is... <laughs> we do, yep. Yeah. That wasn't a thing before, I don't believe. Um... Manana is just the most nop-on-sounding name you could get. Meanwhile, is, yeah. they've gone to Kingdom Hearts for, the, for Riku, but still, <laughs> Riku. I like it. <laughs> I wonder, I mean, the thing is with the theming, of course, where the, the name of the main character Nopon in each game has appeared in the previous Xenoblade entry. So I wonder if there was a Nopon in either Future Connected or Xenoblade 2 slash Torna that was called hmm. Riku or Manana. I, I don't feel like know I would have noticed Riku, but I might Someone not would have pointed Manana. it out by now, you know what I mean? There yeah, would have been that someone like... who points it out. But Manana is one that perfectly blends in as like a, C, you know, just a generic NPC knock-on. So it, mm, it's definitely, it that could be in there somewhere. Yeah, maybe something to think about. Um, so these two, they are confirmed to be like party members, at the very least temporary, but they are party members. Mm. Um, we, you know, they, they fight as a duo, which is very interesting. Um, they seem to just be like a combo doing their own thing, which I, I actually quite like. They're ice, ice climbers, climbers represent, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so as for their, their characters, we know that Riku is the boy Nopon from Kevis, uh, and Manana is from Agnes. Um, it seems that Riku, it says in his description, is in charge of mechanics uh, for the Kevis army, and he seems to be like a weapons repairman or something like that so he fights for the Kevis army well he, he did and now he's joined the main cast um, wait a second yeah. so I noticed I just not I'm sorry I'm, I'm getting ahead of you but I noticed it says um, Manana is in charge of cooking stuff yes for... is, is Riku basically in mechanics basically knock on Shulk and in charge of cooking Manana's basically knock on Pyra <laughs> <laughs> I mean, You're am I not wrong? Far off. Yeah. You're not far off. I mean, really. <laughs> it matches the sides. It's... <laughs> it does. It really does. I mean, there's potential there. I don't it's got know... the red hair as well. I mean, yeah. I don't know if that means anything. Really, it probably doesn't. I would really, really like if there was like a part of the game's menus or something that involved these two skills. So, you know, if there was... We'll get onto weapons in the other video because there's a lot going on with that. Yes. But, um... Maybe if there's like a little mini game like Dragon Quest Eleven style, 
where he repairs or builds weapons and then Manana can cook. I think that would be cool if that was a thing. Yeah, I wouldn't be against seeing field skills given a bit more implementation in a more expansive way here. Well, we haven't actually seen field skills at all in the game so far, to my knowledge. So, Very interesting. Um, The only other thing to note about them apart from that is that... um, you know, although they seem temporary, I get the feeling that they're going to be the most permanent of all the temporary party members of sorts, maybe, if they are temporary indeed. I mean, um, they, they are given the prominent role on the character chart, which is... They are, yeah. So I, I'm going to take a guess that they are maybe temporary at points throughout the game, but yeah. then by the very end of it, they be- like by some point near the end of the game, they become permanent in some depth. I'm not really sure. I could see um, that, yeah. And then, yeah, the final thing to talk about with them is that um, in one of the scenes with Manana, we see that she's, like, spinning on her shield, which I assume she uses to attack. And you can Mm. kind of see in the background a bunch of, like, arachno that are upside down. Um, So I'm just going to go ahead and assume that that is their, like... That's their character intro in the game, is that the team is in some kind of industrial place by the looks of it here. They're about to get attacked by some arachno, and then Riku and Manana come in in like a really comical way to take out the arachno. Yeah. Um, I mean, it would suit perfectly for Nopon, I think. This is like the perfect setup for their introduction, so I, I'd be cool if that was the case. It is interesting, despite the fact, you know, Nopon are typically the goofy comedy relief characters, and these would fit that. We haven't actually seen any of that in the trailer. Besides mm. the sort of, you know, bit of a goofy shield spinning, we don't really see any of that so it'll be interesting they could throw us for a curveball and they're not comedy relief but they're not on they've kind of got to be you expect it (laughs) yeah i definitely agree like i get the feeling that even if they do have still the goofy side and maybe a little bit of comic relief we we really haven't seen much that Mm. refers to them being like ultra jokey characters they they seem like riku especially seems like he might have sort of more impact on the story or, or be more serious. I don't know. Yeah. We've got to wait and see, but like, yeah, that side of them's not exactly been shown yet. True. Um, but that's all we really can glean from them. Uh, again, they do seem to be in battle and have moves uh, like a couple of other characters. Uh, that will, again, get touched on in the battle video uh, for the gameplay. Um, yeah. Now we're moving on to a couple of the other side characters, and with these, what I'm going to say is, uh, of course there'll be images on screen for them, so you can tell who we're talking about, but um, they have been given Japanese names. We don't know if they're the English names yet, but I'm going to try and get used to using them, even if I keep forgetting, (laughs) and after the next five minutes, I will forget their name. Um, So let's talk about Etho. Uh, the silver-haired lass from Kevis, who kind of showed like, up in the first couple seconds of the trailer. I like how you say Ethel, because if you say Ethel, it sounds like a 90-year-old woman or something. So, yeah. You've got to make it sound <laughs> oh, more sense lady. I didn't know it was an actual name, to be fair. Is that like a name people have? I, I think Ethel's sort of like a, a much older name, so... <laughs> oh, I never knew that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this was just like a Xenoblade name, like a Shulk or whatever. Okay. No, that's a, that's a name, yeah. <laughs> oh, mad one, you learn something new. Um, you do. <laughs> so, she seems to be like an antagonist of sorts, um, giving me strong Morag vibes in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um, she opposes the party, she sees them as monsters, that's what she calls them. Um, she has, like, dual swords, not dual whip swords like Morag has, 
but she does have dual swords. Mm. Um, she is a Kevis member in the like the high in the military. Uh, I don't remember. Did she have like an actual title? Chief of military is her title. I could definitely um, see the Morag vibes from that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Also known as Silver Ethel. Um, so she is apparently from Colony Four, and um, it says that she helps Noah when Noah was like a child soldier, by the looks of it. Oh yeah. Um, and is fated enemies with the Agnes general called Cam Navi, which we'll get to shortly. Um, yes. so what do you think of her? <laughs> I mean, I like the design straight away. Yeah, it's really good. But I really like it. You kind of it's one of those characters where you do. It's interesting. You pointed out she's like Morag. You do wonder. She's probably not full evil, but is she going to switch? Way is she going to swing? Because mm. it's, it it feels like to me it could be the kind of character who starts up helpful but then goes too far and ends up becoming a real antagonist or it could swing the other way and ends up helping you out and joining your side but I can't get my finger on what yet or which way yeah, that will go I, I am leaning towards currently that she opposes the party at first and then maybe like halfway through the game or so she'll realise oh what am I doing you know what I mean yeah um, I mean, so we don't I, know I don't how many she'll of these... Be, I don't think um, she'll be an antagonist in the end game. Yeah, I mean, we don't know how many, and this will go into more in gameplay, but there are seven, the seventh character slot you can swap out, and we don't know how many of those extra characters there will be. She could definitely exactly. possibly be one. It's not... That, that would make sense. It would, especially for the late game, because we didn't see anything late game in that trailer, so... No. I wouldn't put it past them, definitely. Um, but yeah, she's, she's sort of a girl boss. Um, yeah. <laughs> You know, so that's that's her. Uh, you know, I'm cool with it. I think I think again, very good design. Um, she is just going to be like a huge enemy for the first half of the game, as as again a Morag type. I think. Um, yeah, respected enemy in a way, maybe. Yeah, exactly. Um, so that'll be a thing. Uh, and yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing more of her. She definitely got a lot of focus in the trailer, though. And I know people are definitely enjoying. Uh, the design as well, so that's always good. Yes. Um, from the opposing side, we've got two characters uh, kind of standing for Agnes. Um, the first one is one called Isurugi. Um, Isurugi, Isurugi, I, I don't know, but... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so his design, he's wearing like clear sort of Agnes clothing. Uh, he's got pretty like suave hair. Uh, I like the hair. And... Yeah. He's kind of got like a blue like line going across his face. Uh, I don't really know what to make of that yet. It, it's not ether lines, is it? It could be. It's, are we but looking at we because we still don't know how blades this this trailer didn't give us any more hints really of how blades are going to work in this game. There was nothing. So there was literally no new information at all. So it's not impossible. Yeah. Um, or it could just be a fancy marking, you know, to represent his status or something. It could be, yeah. Um, I wouldn't put it past them. So he um, is, of course, an Agnes member. He is, their, he is the best tactician in Agnes, the chief of military. Um, he comes from Colony Lambda, that's how we found out about that name. Uh, and seems to have, as a weapon, like two sort of twin ring swords, by the looks of it. Um... Yeah, we don't really see much of those, but they look pretty cool. 
Yeah. Uh, maybe you can use them both as twin rings and dual swords. That's a really cool like fusion weapon. If we can mm. see that in a couple cutscenes in the future. Absolutely. Um, I suppose the only other thing is he claims revenge on the party. That's what he's like. He's aggro towards them, saying, "I will have revenge on you." Um, so I don't know what they thought that the main party has done, but there's that. Yeah. Uh, probably, I, I I think that he is going to be something in the middle of the game, where like he he is also opposing us, and then we make him realize he's not our enemy. Uh, you know, there's like a whole plot arc with him and Tyon through this time as well. I was going to point out, yeah, since he was a former subordinate of his, so... Yeah, there's definitely going to be a link there. I think that's where Tyon's going to have his plot arc. Um, they'll both kind of have them at the same time, through the middle of the game somewhere. Um, I very much see this as a sort of a uh, a loyalty to the Queen sort of thing, perhaps, where, you know, they're, hmm? it's a kind of one of those cases of they're being instructed by their leaders. You see this in a lot of shows and anime and games and all sorts, and people hmm. follow these leaders blindly but don't question the reasoning why. And it might be at some point in the game when they discover why, that could be the turning point. Where yes, we start exactly. to figure out what exactly, what have these guys done that is causing them to be under attack. So, Yeah, I think both uh, Isurugi and Ethel Ethel have a good chance of being characters in that arc from both sides. Yeah. Um, Maybe if you do both of them around the mid-game, you can, like, choose which one to do first or something like that. I mean, I doubt it, but that would be pretty crazy if you could, like, choose the order that you dealt yeah. with them in. And it is interesting that, you know, we sort of got... I think it's in, on we've got these sort of two characters on the Agnes side, whereas on mm -hmm. the Keva side that we've seen so far, it's only uh, Ethel who we've been shown off. So I do yeah. wonder if there's going to be another character there or if there's a specific reason why we haven't just got these two on each side who are antagonists but we've got Isurugi in as a third one like what what role yeah. is he going to have I think he's even more likely to turn away from his side due to the fact that we have a guy above him specifically yeah I honestly I think part of the reason might actually be because just Ethel is going to be like a bigger character she strikes yeah. me as that so maybe that's could why, be. but yeah, there could also just be another character. That's something I'll get onto uh, in a little bit. Is in actually the story section, not even the character section. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, there's some speculation to be had. But yeah, that, that's really it for him. But again, he's got a cool design. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing like how he develops and what his deal's going to be with Tyon. What he thinks they've done. Yeah. Um. Next character is the other one mentioned, um, and this is Cam Navi. Uh, so he is from Colony Delta on Agnes, uh, known as the Crimson Lotus, and uh, he he controls like the big machine that we see on Agnes. So he's he's the same sort of chief military position that Ethel is. I had to um, check for a minute that I wasn't watching the Fire Emblem game because he looks like someone straight out of Fates. <laughs> he does. He actually does look like a Fates yeah. character. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he's, he's meant to be like a... He, he's a known warrior, according to Mio, and he's an, a fated opponent with Ethel, which makes sense. Mm. But his design is, is very interesting, you know? Out of all of the sort of side characters we've seen, he definitely looks the most antagonistic. Yes, I feel. he does. I, if anyone's going to stay in to their side and be a true antagonist to the end, 
I feel like it's going to be this guy. Yeah, he's definitely like an un- undying loyalty kind of vibe. Yeah. Um, honestly, it reminds me a little bit of like Jade Face from Xenoblade 1. Yeah, yeah, I could see with that, yeah. In a, in a weird way, like the, it's sort of the attitude that might be had there. Um, yes, sort of like a noble to his cause, but to a fault in a sense. Yeah, like almost a, like a simple, a, a more simple appearing character. Yeah. Um, where I'm sure he'll still get like good development, but you know he's very much like a straight laced. You know I'm gonna just do my job, type character. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I like his design. He has got one of the most unique ones, like you say, because he, it looks like his shoulder, his shoulder pad, and his hair are both flaming. Right. <laughs> like they're both actively burning, and he wields like a huge fire lance. Again, so, is this is this blade related? You know, that, that's yeah, very much a blade sort of design. Or it, it could very just be. Well could be. It, it's hard to tell in this in this sort of game. Like, is it just crazy anime designs, or is it mm. actually referring to something more detailed, like being a blade? And I, I would not be surprised. I think I would even assume that he might be. Yeah, I think he's out of everyone. He's got one of the biggest indicators that he might be a blade. Yes. Um, or either that, or that. Like, even if not that, there's got to be something about him that's enabling him to to have a flaming shoulder pad. Because yeah. <laughs> I don't know why there. else you would have one. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's all about style. It's all about the drip guy. Maybe that's why. It's yeah, half but... the battle is the drip. Yeah, we haven't got to see his full drip, unfortunately. But I think his, no. <laughs> his design looks cool so far. I do like it, um, and I think that. I don't think he's going to be like many people's favorite characters, but he's one that definitely is is in a role that needs to be filled in a sense. Yes. Um, so yeah, I like him. He's good. Absolutely. Uh, next up, we have uh, Valdi Valdi Valdi. I'm not sure how to pronounce that name. Um, Anyone's this guess. This is one that was, <laughs> huh? It's anyone's guess at this point. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, so this guy, is, or, or Lass, I, I can't actually tell, to be honest, um, is... Con- the, the name is confirmed in English because it was in the English trailer for the gameplay. Um, yes. They are a, once more, a confirmed, at least temporary party member. Um, a support type, in particular, whereas the Nopon were attack-based. Um mm. What we know of him in terms of the story is that all of the cutscenes I've noticed take place in one single area for this character. Um, in an area right. that looks like Kevis territory based on um, both the walls looking like landmass from Xenoblade 1 and also the, the flooring just strikes me as Kevis. Yeah. Um, we see him taking on a big bot that looks like the exact same huge machine that Ethel used in an earlier trailer. I don't think she's actually controlling this one, but, you know, it seems like this character to me is like a mechanic-type character, um, you know, focusing on building machinery as people from Kevis do. Um, that would make sense, yeah. Has, has like a machine... It has like a drone bot in one of the scenes that holds up a huge shield, which I think it would be very cool if we had a character that just, like, builds robots like that. <laughs> yeah, I think you know the real question is looking at them and 
obviously, as you pointed out, is the similarity to lands is what is this what what is the meaning of that like is this a new species why have we well, that's what i'm thinking two of them yeah and that's the case like why because it, it seems like we've mostly got we, i mean we have hyentia we have nopon we have gormoti and we have hmm. normal humans but then we've only seen two of these sort of land style whatever species they are and they're not ones from a previous game they're the only one that really stand out as particularly unique yeah they are the only two by the so that we've seen so far yeah Um, so it's a bit confusing (laughs) you do kind of wonder what does that mean like are they could they even be like they're two i don't know i mean i don't think they are i'm throwing out blades again are they two blades who are awakened by the same guy like maybe they were blades awakened by a um Machina or something but that's a stretch mm. or maybe there's some well, relation to the Machina but that's my best guess so far is that they have some kind of relation possibly to the Machina yeah or it's like a Machina Homs thing um, that could be it actually that would make sense well I mean I would but say it makes sense least, but it's <laughs> yeah. yeah this is the fact that we've seen at least two of them means that this isn't something special specifically no. with lands um, it very well could be a wider thing that a lot of characters look like. Yes. Seems like it, yeah. They're definitely playing, um, their, holding their cards close to their chest at the moment, so they're, they they're not giving too much this, away. Yeah. <laughs> Which um, I like, to be fair, because I don't want to know everything going into the game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so, you know, we're, we're sort of thinking that possibly is, is related to Lan's maybe like a younger sibling here. Um Yes. That's, that that's probably the most likely option. Um, Maybe they're the new Juju for this game. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, out of all the characters, <laughs> yeah. this is the most likely one. <laughs> I de- Yes, I dared invoke his name. It, it could happen. Oh, I mean, yeah, so we'll have to see how that develops, but this character is going to be very interesting, maybe to give us more light on Kebis. Maybe give us some more um, sort of background to do with lands. Um mm. Yeah, it should be good. And we also see that they joined the party at level 23, so kind of sort of early-ish game. Um, not too early. Yeah. But that that's a good sort of indicator for how far through the game you might see them. Um, that's really all we have on that character, just it looks like they might build robots, which is pretty cool. <laughs> um, next up is one of the big ones that we've seen before, and this is Van Damme. Now... Before, of course, we were like, is this Van Damme? Isn't this Van Damme? Who is this? Um, And at the very least, we can confirm that the character's name is Van Damme. Because, of course, the namesake is always carried through the games. Right, yeah. The question is... I I suspect that this is a new character. And the Mm -hmm. reason he looks like that is to just honour Xenoblade 2 Van Damme. But that's only speculation. Yeah, I feel like that's the best explanation... The easiest explanation for it. Otherwise, we're opening like a can of worms of how, and it wouldn't be it wouldn't be anti Xenoblade for it to go in depth in some ridiculous way in that. But I do think you're mm. likely right. It's probably just a continuing the homage and just upping up the homageness this time. That's not a word, but sure. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I see what you mean though. So um, from him in the trailer, he talks a lot again. Uh, and he seems to be sort of knowledgeable on the Ouroboros stuff going on yes. between all the characters. He seems to very much be on their side. 
Um, so there's kind of he's probably a neutral force that maybe also isn't welcome in Eva Nation. And yeah. when they realise that and they don't know what to do, he he gives them refuge for a short time. That would make sense. Yeah. You know, sort of as their mentor to teach them about Ouroboros, if you will. I, I very much suspect he'll take that role earlyish in the game. Yeah. Um, as for his appearance, we get to see a little bit more of him. So he has like these goggles on, uh, which are kind of funny. I guess he's, again, trained in whatever he's dealing with there. It looks like an Agnes bomb of some kind. Um, and also in his artwork, he's got like some thick lips. <laughs> I really got a chuckle out of me last night because yeah. I was just looking at it. Like, damn, my guy. <laughs> it's got some filler in there or something. <laughs> Adam's got to look his best. I can see I what on so. my work. Oh, gosh, he's like doing the full pout. You see he's, what I mean? I, I do see what you mean, yeah. He's, he's giving the eyes. Coming well. out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Oh, my guy. But yeah, uh, that was. Apart from that, though, I like his design. <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess uh, the only other thing is, um, again, we don't know what this guy's deal is. I'm going to shout this out because my dad asked, because, again, my dad's very into Xenoblade now. Mm. He thinks that this is Zeke, uh, older. And I actually saw someone on Reddit say the exact same thing. I don't I'm, I don't think it's that, though. <laughs> the accent alone is enough for me to think not. I feel like that's a pretty safe bet it isn't, but I do find it interesting that he does look like him. I can see where that comes from, like with the hair yeah. colour and the eye patch. And I... the other thing is, because Zeke is a uh, blade eater, it he would be feasible could... for him to live longer, like that's Melia true, and yeah. do. So, I still don't think it is, but no, <laughs> it raises a qu- it raises a point that it's not impossible for Zeke to appear in the game at the very least. That's true, I because would not of be his against age. That. Yeah, yeah. Um, the one final thing with him, and I think this was again on the Japanese website possibly, is that he, he tells the party to aim for Sword March, um, which is a location that we heard in the first trailer very vaguely. Yes. So he's telling them to go there, and I think he also said, it, it might have been a mistranslation, but like, go somewhere where you can see the, the big sword, or something like that. Um... Whether it's referring to Sword Valley, because that's a huge sword in the ocean that we can see in the background, or like a different Sword be. March. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure. I'd imagine maybe Sword March is like a place that leads up to it or goes past it. I mean, granted, you think you'd be able to see it from a lot of places given how huge it is, but maybe there's like a particular viewpoint. Yeah, or very possibly Sword March is a place we already know, but they've renamed in the game. That's oh. true. They, Yeah, it could even be like climbing up it but vertically um instead. yeah that'd be cool like world tree style yeah are we allowed to give xenoblade 2 spoilers <laughs> just <laughs> I'll, put, I'll, I'll put a little text box up at the front of the video just to let them oh, know all right. <laughs> i thought that was kind of a given given xenoblade 3 yeah um, with everything already yeah um okay so that's all we really have on him uh but i do want to move swiftly on to the next character who is this evil fusion guy that we see, like Nightmare Fuel Persona Man. <laughs> yeah. That so is... he's like an evil Ouroboros of sorts. I mean, the first two things I noticed, which um, I don't think these necessarily mean anything, but his mm-hmm. look, his face reminds me of Wolfric immediately with like Wolfric. the sharp teeth. 
It does. It reminded me of um, mutant, like mutated Gort. Personally, that's what was going to be the what, second what one I said. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's actually going to be the second one I bring up. Yeah, well, mm. it reminds me of both. The voice made me think of a Gort immediately, and just yeah. like the effect that they use on his voice. So I and do it was wonder. Also, like Australian, I believe. I'm not sure. Yes, yes. Yeah. So I do wonder if there's. I don't think it is him, but I do wonder if there's some sort of connection to, you know, Blade Eater, Titan Eater technology. With the Ouroboros, mm. like, is there Very some sort possibly. of connection there? I mean, in the first place, actually, this is the first time I'm really looking at this. But no, I was gonna say I like it's like one of each pair up a blade, but I don't think either Uni and Tai are no. a blade. But no. we have got that with Mia and Senna. But yeah, hmm. yeah, I feel like th- I, mean, I feel like there could be something there. Yeah. Um... So he he's like a huge evil Ouroboros. Um, he's called the mysterious giant or big monster in the Japanese. Of course, that's not going to hold up in the English. Yeah. Although, I mean, they might call him mysterious giant. Uh, he seems to have like very strong battle capabilities. He's like taking down the whole party. He's got like dual dagger type things go- growing out of him. And he can shoot projectiles. So... Yeah. Very strong, obviously, and this guy is, of course, going to have a lot of impact. Uh, for his appearance, of course, Nightmare Fuel with the teeth and eyes. Um, oh, yeah. But the thing <laughs> I find most interesting is his chest. In the other cores of the other Ouroboros, they've got, like, a another weird core thing. But this guy's one is, like, dark purple and has the infinity symbol in it. Right. So what does that mean? is going to be a huge mystery that we're going to try and have to figure out during the game, I'm sure. Because if but he I, is... I think it's relevant. If he is an Ouroboros, or however you say it, if he is mm-hmm. one of those, that does raise the question, of course, of what two people fuse to make him. Yep. And is it is it a case of they? this is what happens... Because I know in the game... And we'll get into it in gameplay. As a gameplay mechanic, you can't stay in it too long or it overheats. Correct. I wonder if there's actually like a story danger that if you stay in it too long, something bad that you could get stuck in it and it you could turn into this. You. Yeah, that would like, be could... crazy, but not impossible actually. That's yeah. Wow, yeah, that's a very good point. <laughs> I didn't even think of that. I do yeah. wonder. I mean, I don't think like I don't think the two people who, if he is one of those, if the two people who fused him, I don't think they're going to be familiar characters in the past game or anything. But it mm. will be interesting to find out who they could be. Well, I do have a theory that I've seen floating around that I actually kind of see. And uh-huh. it's that one of the two characters is Van Damme from this game. Ooh. Um, because, I mean, when you think about it, it adds up. Van Damme in this game is very knowledgeable on Ouroboros, like we said. That's true. Um, and he's the one who, in his dialogue through the trailer, is talking about unlocking their Ouroboros and that sort of thing. And we see that Noah and Mio's one is unlocked while fighting this thing. So maybe Van Damme is part of this thing and is helping them unlock it? I don't know. Maybe, probably be. not, but like... He, there's, he feels a bit know. too antagonistic, but yeah. it could be a case... If it, if it was to be Van Damme, I think it would be more of a case of like, uh, you know, um, what do you call it? The uh, Dr. Jekyll thing, whatever. You know, where yeah. it's like one form, is he can't control it. He's not fully mm-hmm. aware of when it does happen. I feel like I if don't think he's going to be that. Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think he will be purposely antagonistic. 
Mm-hmm. But um, I agree. There's there's potential there though. Yeah, and also if it is him, or or just in general, based on the voice, if you compare the voices of the other the other Ouroboroses compared to this one, this mm-hmm. one is way deeper. It sounds like this one is actually two males, or you know just one male that's been corrupted, like you say compared to yeah. the others that are all one male, one female, where the voices are mixed into something in the middle. That so could be, yeah. that's also something to keep in mind in terms of the identity of who this could be. Hmm. Um, outside of that, there's not really much. Um, I suspect that he's going to show up and kind of... I mean, there's a big story thing that I'll talk about later, like my my take on what the story might end up being. But I think he'll definitely be an important catalyst early on. And then he'll persevere also, maybe through to like two thirds of the game, like Metal Face. Yeah. Um, I don't think he'll be like an end game thing. We'll we'll learn the secret behind why he is the way he is, and then he'll be done for a, some higher power to instead be the enemy after that. But... Yeah. So I don't think this doesn't look like a main antagonist, mm. as in like the the primary antagonist, I should say. Yeah, but the the main thing for me to un- to work out with him is one number one is identity, and then two, what the infinity symbol on his chest could mean, because that to me could very well relate to the, uh, you know, the theory of the timers that everyone has on them before they die. Yeah. So That's the fact point. that he has an infinity one might be that he's some kind of like a, I don't know, a huge terror on everyone that's going around, and I don't know, it could be mm. something about that. Definitely could be, yeah. But hey, big antagonist scene, not bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, we do have three final characters to look at, but these are like very quick because we know next to nothing about them. Yes. Um, so the first is Zeon, which we see in the English trailer as a as one of the temporary party members at level thirty three. Mm. Um, we know nothing about him. We don't even think he got any lines of dialogue. Wasn't in any cutscenes. He was just in like a couple of frames. Yeah, we see that he is a defense type character. He wields like a lance of sorts, and he is from Kevis because he has Kevis uniform on, and is possibly the brother of Uni because he also has wings. On his yeah, head. that would make sense. Yeah, though his wings aren't white, which I've noticed. I did see that. Yeah, it's. I mean, I don't think we have. I mean, we have seen characters with other colors, but. Um... Mm-hmm. Could just toss it up to evolution or something. I don't know. Yeah. But like, yeah, this could be he could be like half Homs, half Hyensia, possibly, and and something to do with the genes has made it that he's got, you know, non-white coloured hair, which also means he has non-white coloured wings. Something I like could that. see that. Yeah. So um, you know, he'll be there. He'll probably be part of Uni's arc through the middle of the game, by the looks of it. Um, kind of interesting how we've seen so far a sibling of both Lands and Uni by the looks of it, and also someone relating closely to Taeon as well in uh, Isurugi. So, you know, those three characters have all got a strong link to someone. Yes, already. they're definitely building up potential for conflict and within the two nations and people who might help them potentially when, you know, they yeah. are on the run. Mm-hmm. And of course, like I think Noah and Mio are the two main main characters, so they can be excluded. So outside yeah. of that, it's only sort of Cena that we haven't witnessed a close relationship with any other character yet. But I do yeah. have a theory for one, which we can lead into with the next character. I'm going to move yep. sort the order of the last two. 
Um, Georgia? And it's this uh, this young young girl, the green-haired girl, that we know nothing about. Um, yes. All we know is that she wields what looks to be like maybe a bow of some kind. But we can't really tell. It looks like it, yeah. Um, and we only see it for like one very quick shot, so it does not give much away at all. Yeah, it's hard to even make out what she, what clothing she's wearing to decide where she's from. But it looks to me like she'll be from Agnes. It would make sense if it's seen as like sort of linked character as well. Mm. Um, but yeah, she's a real wild card. Will probably appear in the middle of the game as another temporary party member of sorts. You know, good supporting character. Seems most likely. Yeah. Um, and then the final one is Nimue. Uh, Nimue is a character we hear by name only in the trailer. Uh, and then we also see like a brief image of what I think is her. So she is going to be related to Tayon and Isurugi's story, I think, inevitably. Um, it sounds like she's dead and she's the reason Isurugi's trying to get revenge on the party. Yes. Um, yeah. Maybe they think that the mo- the big monster thing or the big Ouroboros killed her at some point in the past, uh, maybe even recently in the past. And because he's seen that the party can use Ouroboroses, he thinks that they were the ones who did it. Yeah. So I can see that definitely being the case. That'd be a good vengeance motive. Yeah, there'll be like a whole arc of him trying to get revenge. Tyon is like a focus of it being like no. Um. I really like her character design, though. It'll be a shame if we only see her in cut in her flashbacks, because it's like very nice yeah. hair. <laughs> it is. Um, all we really know about her, apart from that, is that she's an Agnes member. She's holding some kind of a pendant, maybe from Isurugi, and she has like a crystal hand and a horn coming out of her forehead. Yeah. What? <laughs> Again, blade is the first question. You feel it's either got to be a blade or something, or she's being attacked by something with with ice, but or something. Yeah, but maybe. It, look, it looks more like it's like the fact of like the horn. It looks like a permanent feature, not just a temporary. It's hard to say, though. Yeah, there's something unique about her, if it isn't just that she's a blade. Um, but yeah, yeah. we'll have to. Again, I, I think she's purely just going to be part of that plot arc, maybe. Certainly um, plausible, yeah. Still, though, I really like the character design. I think it's great. Yeah, they're all very strong in this. And that is that is all of it for the characters. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and we are oh already my. 45 minutes in. <laughs> oh, God. 